بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين وبه نستعين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وإمام المتقين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وبعد فيقول الله جل وعلا في محكم التنزيل بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولوطا إذ قال لقومه إنكم لتأتون الفاحشة ما سبقكم بها من أحد من العالمين إنكم لتأتون الرجال وتقطعون السبيل وتأتون في نادكم المنكر صدق الله العلي المولانا العظيم جماعة المسلمين and respected listeners السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته all praises are due to Allah Rabbul Isati Wal Jalal our creator, sustainer, nourisher, provider and protector greetings and salutations upon the beloved of Allah your beloved and my beloved Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we thank Allah Jalla wa ala for gathering us in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to pray our Fajr Salah with Jama'ah Alhamdulillah thumma Alhamdulillah it is a huge and wonderful bounty and ni'mah and gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah has invited us to his house and we are the guests of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if a person makes a niyyah, an intention to make i'tikaf and to stay in the house of Allah for any period of time, Allah Jalla wa'ala will reward that person as long as he remains in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning just staying one's mere presence in the house of Allah, just being in the house of Allah with a niyyah of i'tikaf, that is a, a source of thawab and a source of reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we go to work, Jama'at Muslimin, we have to see to our own petrol costs. But when we come to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah rewards for every step we take towards the masjid. So high and noble and virtuous is being in the house of Allah, that Allah rewards a person from the time he leaves his home. And every step that he takes to the house of Allah, Allah rewards that person. With one step, Allah forgives a son. With another step, Allah increases one's rank in the Jannah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is just walking to the house of Allah. Now imagine staying in the house of Allah, being in the house of Allah, praying salah in the house of Allah, making dua in the house of Allah, listening to the Quran in the house of Allah, learning the ayat of Allah in the house of Allah. Imagine the reward for Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said لا غدوة أو روحة في سبيل الله A bit of time in the morning and a bit of time in the evening in the path of Allah خير من الدنيا وما فيها is better than this world and whatever it contains Now after Fajr we spent a bit of time learning some of the kalam of Allah, the words of Allah Maybe this evening we go and visit a sick person or we go visit our neighbors and we give a gift for the pleasure of Allah even though it might be a few pancakes or a dalche or a samosa, alhamdulillah that's a gift given to a person's neighbor, alhamdulillah that by Allah is more valuable than this world and whatever it contains Therefore Jama'at Muslimin, Allah is the rewarder Allah loves us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to show us His mercy. All we have to do is take a small step to become deserving of the mercy of Allah, Rabbul Isati wal Jalal. Allah make us of those, Amin ya Rabbul Alameen. Jama'at Muslimin, before we continue, uh, the Salatul Istisqa, which was planned for this morning at 8.30, has been cancelled due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sending us rain, alhamdulillah. And this is the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Many a times, a person makes an intention to do good. And then on that intention, Allah Jalla wa'ala already rewards a person, Allah makes things easy for a person. Sometimes for example, I gave the example last night, a person applies for a job. Now no answer has come. So he tells himself, you know, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to go out, I'm going to buy a few loaves of bread, give sadaqah, Allah make easy for me my job application. So he makes the intention, tomorrow I'm going to do that. 
And then tomorrow morning he gets up, he checks his phone, he gets an email, you, you have been successful, and you can come, to, you can start work on Monday. His intention was made to give sadaqah. On that intention, Allah already made things easy for him. How Allah Jalla Wala put it out. So many of us, Alhamdulillah, we've made the intention, we've made plans, we've cancelled everything to come to Salatul Istisqa. On that intention and on that sacrifice, Allah Jalla Wala sent on rains. Allah Jalla Wala is the sender of rain. We must never, ever take our gaze of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Never ever have the idea, no, but it's time for rain. We are in a situation because when it was time for rain, Allah kept that rain back. And that's why there's a shortage of water. Allah Jalla Wala does not depend on season. Allah Jalla Wala sends when Allah wants, how much Allah wants to whatever place Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants in a manner which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants as well. We make dua for rain. Allahumma stina, oh Allah grant us ghaytham uh, mughitha, such rain which falls on us abundantly. Hani'am mari'am mari'a, nafi'an ghayra darin, beneficial not harmful. Ajilan ghayra ajil, now and not at a later time. We ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When rain comes, we make dua to Allah. Allahumma sayyiban nafi'a, oh Allah make this rain a beneficial rain. Because how Allah sends the rain is also important. Allah can send down the rain falling gently, uh, making the streams and the rivers flow, filling up the dams, and Allah can send the rain thundering and crashing down, destroying as it falls. That is the power and the kudra of Allah. So never do we take our gaze of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh Allah, you have rahmah on us and mercy on us. Send us those beneficial rains, oh Allah. Send it in a manner that is beneficial to us and protect us from your adab and your punishment. We have fear of the punishment of Allah, but we have high hopes, oh Allah, through the barakah of the month of Ramadan, the siyam and the fasting of your slaves, the recitation of Quran in Salatul Tarawin, the tawbah, the repentance, the istighfar and the begging of forgiveness of your slaves. Oh Allah, you have mercy on us and through these small good deeds, oh Allah, you send down your rain in abundance. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. So we will not have salatul istisqa. It has been cancelled, jama'atul muslimin and you make dua for beneficial rain. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. Last night, jama'atul muslimin narrated a small story which I would like to repeat for the benefit of our listeners, inshallah, um, with regards a, a famous khalif, a famous amir al-mu'mineen, the fifth amir of the Abbasid Khalifat. His name was Harun, and he was given the he was given the title Al Rashid. Al Rashid means the upright, somebody who is pious. Harun Al Rashid. He was a very famous uh, Khalifa and leader. He ruled from the year 170, and he ruled for plus minus 20 years. Alhamdulillah. So he was, and he was 25 when he became the ruler and the Amir Al-Mu'mineen, Harun Al Rashid. He was the father of two also two other rulers after him, Ma'mun and Amin. Harun al-Rashid rahimahullah ta'ala, he was a very pious slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even though he was, was a ruler. And these are stories, jama'at muslimin, this is our history, our heritage and our legacy, the legacy of Islam, alhamdulillah. Um, obviously at that time, the, the seat of the Khalifa was in Baghdad and the Muslim empire was very wealthy. Very, very wealthy. 70 million dinars was, was the annual revenue. Harun al-Rashid rahimahullah ta'ala, he would tell a cloud, O oh cloud, you go, and you reign wherever you want to reign. I mean, let, let, let your reign fall wherever you want to. The plants that grow from that water, the tax of it will come to my treasury. That's how vast the Muslim empire was at that time. He was famous, Shama'at Muslimin, one year he would go on Hajj, and another year he would go on Jihad and fight in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the year Harun al-Rashid never went on Hajj, he would send 300 people 
to perform, we call it battle hajj, no? to perform hajj on his behalf. 300 people, for the year you would go in jihad, he would send 300 people, you perform hajj on my behalf. So Harun al-Rashid, uh, there was an uprising on one of the border towns, and so he left for the army to, to quell the uprising. And as he was going, uh, this was about 20 years in his uh, early 50s, as he was going, he came to a place called Two. First, he saw a dream. In his dream, he saw a hand with some soil, some sand in it. And in this dream, a voice told him, this is the land in which you are going to die. So this dream occurred and things went on. When he was going out on this expedition to defend the borderlands of the Muslims, he passed a place called Tus in Khorasan. Khorasan is now um, the upper part of Pakistan and Afghanistan, but Tus I think is now in, in Iran, that, that area. So as he was passing Tus in Khorasan at that time, he fell very ill. And when he fell ill, he sent one of his servants and he told he remembered his dream. And he told his servant, go and fetch me some soil, some sand. The servant went outside, got a handful of sand and brought it to Harun al-Rashid. When Harun al-Rashid saw the sand in the hand of the servant, he said, I swear by Allah, this is the same hand and the same sand that I saw in my dream. This is the place I'm going to die. And he was very ill. So then he ordered his servants, you dig my qabr. So they dug his grave, his qabr. Then he told him, you recite a khatam of the Qur'an in my grave. And they recited a full khatam of the Qur'an in his grave. Then he told him, carry me to my grave, because he was very ill. They carried him to his grave, and he looked at his grave and he said, O son of Adam, this is where you're going to end up in. They took him back to his tent, three days later he passed on, and then he was buried in that grave, and that is where his grave is still today. Now Jama'at Muslimin, imagine a ruler has a complete khatam of the Qur'an recited in the grave he's going to be buried in. Imagine how much Qur'an we must not recite in the homes that we live in. He, when he, that dream of Allah was a gift, showing him where he's going to die. When he realized, this is the place I'm going to die, what did he do? Dig my grave, this is where I'm going to die. You've dug my grave, recite Qur'an in my grave. A whole khatam of the Qur'an was recited in the grave. It's not yet, it's just a hole which is going to be buried and nobody's buried there yet. But he has a Qur'an full khatam recited in that grave. Imagine a person has the Qur'an recited in the place he's going to rest in his grave. How much Qur'an must we, must we not recite in our homes? And how much barakah is there not in the recitation of Qur'an? So they loved Qur'an. In preparation for this, recite a full Qur'an in my grave and is buried in that grave, alhamdulillah. Therefore, Jama'at Muslimin, this is, the, this is the way they valued the Qur'an. They saw that as a means of intercession. He was a person who performed many hajj, fought in the path of Allah. He was given the title Ar-Rashid, the upright person, the righteous person. And this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gifted him, that he would be able to have a full Qur'an recited in his grave, even before he went into his grave. Now, Jama'at Muslimin, if that is the place of the dead, for the place of the living, how much Qur'an must we not recite in our homes? And therefore, Jama'at Muslimin, we must give preference to that which Allah Jalla Wala gives preference for. Our Hufad of the Qur'an. The hadith of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam states that if somebody has been given the Qur'an, this is the translation of the, of the hadith, if somebody has been given the Qur'an, hifz of the Qur'an, and that person sees anybody else with anything else, 
and thinks that that other person is luckier than him, then he has looked upon as small and insignificant that which Allah regards as great and mighty, huge and valuable. Meaning Allah gave him the Qur'an. There's nothing better than the Qur'an that a person can be given. You see a person with a smart can you think he's luckier than you. He cannot be luckier with you, you have, than you. You have the Qur'an. So now Jama'at Muslimin, the superiority of the Kalam of Allah over all other words is like the superiority of Allah over His creation. Therefore in our homes, we should give preference to the Qur'an over and above everything else. <laughs> Having a set time to watch a soap opera is past, is gone, must come to an end. If not in the past, then now. I took out that time, every day I watch that soapy. You give preference to the Qur'an over that nonsense. There's nothing better than the Qur'an. Give preference to the Qur'an over that. You've been spending a lot of time doing something else. Leave that and give preference to the Qur'an. Do that which Allah is going to reward you for. Jama'at Muslimin, we cannot look upon as small and insignificant that which Allah regards as great. And if a person says, Mawlana, but none of us look at it like that, then I say to myself and to each and every one of us, none of us say that, but what do we do? None of us say that, but what do we do? And what is important is the actions of a people, not the words that they say. If I say Jama'at Muslimin that I love somebody, but I, uh, a husband says, I love my wife, but he hits his wife, he kicks his wife, he swears his wife in the road, he calls his wife this, that and the other. What kind of a love is that? He cries, no, I love my wife. The lady will tell him, Mawlana, no, this guy doesn't love me. He hits me, he kicks me, he smacks me, he calls me this, he humiliates me, he embarrasses me, he doesn't love me, all of those. So what kind of a love is that? That is the love of lip service and the actions sh show nothing. Therefore, Jama'at Muslimin, we must give superiority to that which Allah gives superiority to, that which brings us the that which brings us barakah and khair and nur, and that is the Quran. It must be alive in our homes, Jama'at Muslimin. We must ask ourselves, how far are you with our khatam of the Holy Quran? Recite Quran, Jama'at Muslimin. Take the Quran, befriend the Quran. The Quran can take us to the Jannah of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. The Quran will intercede for us and beg for our forgiveness by Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. All we have to do is learn the Quran, recite the Quran, try to understand the Quran, and practice upon the Quran. Allah grant us that. Amin, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Jama'at Muslim will be two, three more minutes insha'Allah. It is Sunday so we've got a bit of time, alhamdulillah. And we put out already a couple of hours for Salat al-Istisqa. So we can just spend two more minutes insha'Allah. Walutan, Allah Jalla wa'ala, in ayah number 28, Allah speaks about Nabi Lut alayhi salatu wasalam, the nephew of Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. And Allah Jalla wa'ala says, Walutan ith qala liqawmihi. When Nabi Lut alayhi salam ith qala, when he said liqawmihi to his people, إِنَّكُمْ verily you لَتَأْتُونَ الْفَاحِشَةِ You do a shameless deed. They practiced uh, sodomy, homosexuality, الْعِيَادُ بِاللَّهِ Haram in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. مَا سَبَقَكُمْ بِهَا سَبَقَ Sabaqa is a very famous word for us. Sabaq is usually the lesson that you get sabaq. Sabaq means to be in front. And therefore your new lesson is called sabaq. The lesson that goes to the front. Therefore we hear the word also uh, often, musabaqa. From the same word, musabaqa means to have a competition. When people try to be in front, like you have a race, everybody's trying to come first. Therefore it's called a musabaqa, a, a competition. We, we, we vie and compete with each other. Masabakakum biha, none has done this before you. Min ahadin, anybody, min al-alameen, of all the worlds. 
You are the first people to have practiced this uh, sodomy and homosexuality which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram. Allah calls it fahisha, something which is um, shameless, a wrong act, a, a sin in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Nabi Lut alayhi salatu wasalam, when he begins to speak about his action, what do we learn Jama'at Muslimin? What the people are doing is wrong. Don't throw in front now the uh, we have to have unity and we have to have this and we have to do have to have that. When you commit a haram and you do wrong, then the messenger of Allah will come and the messenger of Allah will say that this is wrong, it is a sin, and you must come and leave it. When there is when something wrong is being perpetrated, then we can't make excuses for that wrong. We have to combat that wrong. Yes, with hikmah and with love and compassion and wisdom. We have to combat that which is wrong. We can't then when something wrong is happening, we try to defend it and we try to, to, to wish it away. No, it has to be opposed. And this is the hallmark of a of a, a Muslim and a hallmark of Islam with hikmah and compassion. When the wrong happens, we say no, this wrong cannot happen. You cannot uh, kill somebody. You cannot uh, go about and uh, do this wrong. You cannot go around and commit zina. You cannot go around and do drugs. It is wrong in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore, we stand against it. That we loot alayhi goes to his people, identifies the wrong that they are doing and tells them this is uh, immoral, this is unethical, this is shameless, it is something against the deen of Allah. None have done it before you. And this is an Lut alayhi salam is calling them away from Lawata and away from from, from sodomy. Allah, Allah Allah protect the Ummah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah grant us beneficial reign. Allah grant us the love of the Holy Quran. Allah forgive all our shortcomings and grant us life which anas the Jannah of Allah. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayka. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo.